Thank you for joining us here at BLC. Our purpose is helping people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now here is Pastor Gary Tony. So good to have everybody with you. I know a lot of people are on vacation. Uh, I wouldn't mind having one of those, right? But those of you that are here, those of you that are watching, welcome. We are still continuing in a series called Faith Time. You know, sometimes I think we have a tendency. Have you ever been like this? You, you get comfortable where you're at. You ever done that? Just a couple of us. The rest of y'all are pushing the envelope. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, I, I think with faith, here's what, here's what happens. We, we, uh, because we have accumulated some information over the years, we come to this place where we get comfortable and we just kind of settle in and enjoy our salvation, right? But I don't think God wants us there. I think God wants us at a place where we're all, where, uh, we're always out on the edge, pushing things for him, believing for not necessarily more for the individual, but believing for more of us. I, I think it's time that the church, and I believe we're entering into an, op- uh, an opportunity to, to really step up and be the body of Christ on the planet like we have, haven't seen in a long time. I think, that, uh, I think that's what our world needs. The world right now, I don't know uh, if you're uh, paying attention to what's going on on the planet, but the enemy is really trying to wreak havoc right now. But how many of you have read the end of the book? Okay, okay. I just, okay. So anyway, let's get into this. Hebrews chapter 11. I want to quickly review. So Father, in the name of Jesus, speak clearly today. Push us to that edge, Lord. Give us the courage to stay there in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 11, out of the message, it says, The fundamental fact of our existence is this trust in God, this faith. See, ultimately, at the, at the end of the day, it, that's what faith is. It's what you believe. It's this trust that you have. He goes on to say, It is the foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It is our handle on what we can't see. See, faith starts. So you got to understand that the reason we have these talks, uh, because I am convinced that when you, when you open your soul to the Word of God, one of two things has the opportunity to always take place. Either you get a revelation or the one that you have gets strengthened. You should never just come listen to the Word and say, well, that's a good sermon, and you go back to being you. Let the Word shape you. Are you ready for this? Be the clay on the potter's wheel. Be willing to say, okay, God, I see that, but I really don't understand that yet. See, it's the humble that gets exalted by the hand of God. And faith starts with this conviction in our soul, and it is established by the unveiling of the truth that comes out of God's word. The more you see, the more you see. To the degree that you find yourself in this place where you have this fixed expectation. That God is going to do, God is going to be exactly what he says. You get to the place where you have this divinely inspired trust. This is how Paul writes it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 out of the Amplified. We walk by faith, not by sight. What does that mean? Not by, we live our lives in a manner that's consistent with our confident belief in God's promise. Let me ask you something this morning. Do you have a promise that you have a confident belief in today? Do you believe that God is doing something in your life that you can't see right now? Do you have these divine expectations and you're not moved by the surroundings? You understand the world that we live in today. Uh, 
darkness has all guys darkness has always been the only difference in our culture today is media the 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 enemy is no stronger he's no more evil than he's ever been matter of fact i think he's weaker now he just has he just he just has a louder bark that's all it is but he i think he's weaker now because the church is stronger now And I think the more that we begin to step into this and believe God for power, not just some information, not just, Pastor, that was a really, a really inspiring word to, okay, great. I I want, I want you to leave out of here, not just inspired, but on fire for Jesus to, to, in, in your circle, not just impress someone with a little theology, but they can look at you like they looked at the people in the book of Acts and they said, you know what? I can tell these dudes. Brandon, they've been with Jesus. They may not do it all right. Well, guess what? We're all in that group. See, living this way, though, just just reviewing some of this, living this way starts with our thinking. Because there's no, there's no way that our believing can be right until our thinking is right. So you gotta you gotta give God some time in your soul. And then remember we talked about this last week. James takes it a step further, and he says that uh, he really drives this point home with, with, with us by saying that our tongue is the rudder of our life. See, what you say about yourself, the way you talk, it really lets a person know where you're at. Not just in life in general. I'm talking about your journey of faith. God has you on the planet for a reason. I know some people question God. I get that. <clears throat> There's always been and always will be unbelief. You think about one of my favorite <clears throat> examples in the Old Testament is David and Goliath. You understand when David stood in front of Goliath, you got to get this. David's sword was in his mouth. He told Goliath, I know we read these stories, we talk about it, and we're like, oh, that's really a cool story. But what if it was you? John, what if it was you? David might have been a couple years older than you. And he's standing in front of a 10-foot-tall, massive warrior from a a child. And he he talks bold. (laughs) The thing I love about teenagers, they do talk bold, don't they? Yeah. He said, you come to me with your sword and all your stuff, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. His sword was in his mouth, but guys, you got to understand something. He didn't just wake up one day and find himself walking this kind of life. There were days on the backside of the mountain when he was doing his same thing, watching the sheep and whatever dad said, he's going, but he's spending time with God. Right thinking equals, are you ready for this? Right believing Right believing equals right talking. Right thinking, right believing, right talking. Right thinking, right believing, right talking. See, you need to talk a good game and not just be talk. You need to back it up a little bit. Are you with me? Cody got on me this morning because Cody, he's, he's happy birthday, by the way. What are you, 21? <laughs> 26, yeah. But Cody's rocking his cowboy hat today. And, 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 and I, I'm like, man, I'm gonna, I, t- I keep telling him I'm going to wear mine just to give him some support. Because you you're not seeing a lot of cowboy hat wearing folk up in 
Kentucky, you know. And we're horse country. The horse country doesn't mean cowboy country. But anyway, next time, next time the Lord tells me to do it, Cody. <laughs> yeah. Why did I get off on that? Because we, I was talking a good game, but I wasn't backing it up. I, I told Cody, I said, yeah, I had good intentions. We're full of good intentions, aren't we? You know what God needs sometimes is just some people that's just going to be willing to step out and do it and fail miserably. Yeah. See, for the born again, moving into this life, it means that at some point you have to stop. Now, this is one of your take-homes today. For the born again, you, at some point you've got to stop allowing this counterfeit society to dictate who we are. They will not tell you the truth. They are called fake news for a reason. They won't, you know, but not just them. I'm talking about media in general. If you spend even an ounce of too, too much of your time in that world, you will be confused and deceived when it comes to the things of God. Now, you might be a good citizen, a morally upright person. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about walking in, demonstrating the power of God in your life. That you, when everybody else is screaming what the world says, you're like, no, it's not. It's kind of, it reminds me of that movie Elf, huh? <laughs> He's not Santa. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Why, why was he so adamant? Because Buddy knew Santa. <laughs> C- come on, hey. See, some of y'all, you just need to get to know Jesus a little. Not a religion, not a denominational philosophy. Jesus, you need to know him. I know him. (laughs) See, speaking what God says about you, right in the face of not seeing anything yet. Remember we talked about this with Abraham last week? God spoke a promise to Abraham, and he actually changed his name from Abram to Abraham so that Abraham, at the time of Abram, he was speaking what God said about himself, even though he didn't see anything. See, faith is that way, speaking what God says right in the face of not seeing anything. That's what it is. It's not walking by sight. Matter of fact, the book of Hebrews, it it takes us a step further. In Hebrews 11, it says this, that by faith, By this conviction in our soul, by this divinely inspired trust in God, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. God spoke it. Now, is God your father? All right, let me rephrase that. Moms, how many of y'all, when your kid acts up, you blame it on dad? Right? Like, that's, that's your daddy right there. Huh? Yeah. I just wonder, I, I, I just wonder if God wants us to act like him. Because if our father has the power to speak things, just saying, y'all, y'all, y'all probably not ready for that yet, are you? Yeah. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. He didn't send a construction crew. He spoke that we now see the things we see. Listen, you got to get this. They, they didn't come from anything that was seen. What? What's he talking about? 
The stuff that you see, the things we enjoy, they didn't come from a seen world. Will they come from a different dimension called the kingdom of heaven? See, most of us in our American culture today, we don't comprehend the realities of a different world that's right here, right now. If you didn't, if you missed Wednesday's message, I know they had some issues technically, but they'll get it up. I talked about angels Wednesday night. You, you wanna, you're going to want to listen to it. There's a real world that's underway right now, right here, this close that you can't see or feel. It's called the kingdom of heaven. See, the spirit world is real, you all. All you got to do is watch things unfolding. You can tell darkness is for real. This is why Paul says our battle that we're in, it's not with flesh and blood. You're not in a battle with people. So quit getting mad at people. All right, I'm going to say that a little slower because you did. Quit getting mad at people. I'm going to try this. Y'all. Because, see, I can tell when it just hits the back wall. Because I know what you're thinking. Yeah, but Pastor, you don't understand. You don't know what they did to me. I can't help it. You can't help it. I disagree. Huh? I've seen people. They talk in one way. I mean, I've been, this is the, cra- this is the craziest thing. I've been in, Tim, I've been in groups of people, and, 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 and they're just, you ever been around gutter mouth? I mean, they're letting it rip, man. And then they, then they, go, they go down this road. Well, what do you do for a living? And, and anymore, I'm, I, I hesitate to tell them I'm a pastor because I know what's coming next. The minute I tell them I'm a pastor, the next words out of them, oh, I'm sorry. For what? Because I just cussed you out? I didn't mean to, but that's, I can't help it. But now all of a sudden they can help it. Come. You can. If you got the Holy Spirit in you, the same one that raised Jesus from the grave. Don't, don't give me that I can't help it. Oh, you can help it. But we are, we're habitual people, right? I mean, Amanda brought some ice cream into the office the other day. I'm like, first of all, I'm like, get behind me, Satan. Then I said, glory to Jesus. <laughs> right? Yeah. We, we can't help it. See, we have talks like this. Because outside these four walls, it's wonderful that we can come together. We've got all this technology and this wonderful, comfortable air conditioning. It's great. Yeah. But the church is needed. You didn't come to church. You, you the church. Y- y'all need to get this. Y- you're the church. And there's a world of darkness out there. They don't even know they're waiting on you, but they're waiting on you. And they're going to fight you and criticize you and be critical and all those things. But they're still God made and they're waiting on you. Hmm? See, in these last days, guys, I, I, I'm convinced of this. I believe that God is leading us back to more of the supernatural, to, to, to more of the impossible, because he is returning. According to the book of Ephesians, God is returning for this glorious church. Yeah. In, in Ephesians chapter 5, he compares the church to a husband and wife, and he says, husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church because he gave himself for her. 
and he's referring to the church, and he says that he will sanctify and cleanse this church with the washing of the water of the word. So when you're sitting under the word, your soul is getting sanctified that he might present to himself a church that is glorious. He's coming back for this. He's not coming back for this barely getting along broke. Come by here, oh Lord. No. I believe he's coming back for a church full of power. But here's the deal. Unfortunately, because as I said in the beginning of our talk, we get comfortable, guys. And, and, the, and the enemy has had a little bit too much success in misleading people in the church. Of course, now, God wasn't surprised about this. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul, writing to the young minister Timothy, he says this in 1 Timothy chapter 4, the Spirit clearly says that in the latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits. Now, now, now watch this. They'll abandon the faith and they'll follow things taught by demons. And he's talking to church folk. Listen, the world, they, they demon, we get that. They don't have any choice. They belong to Satan. Oh, no, pastor, you don't know. These are good people. Are they born again? Can I, get, can I get real elementary for a second? If you're not born again, you belong to Satan. There, there, there is no holding pattern. There is no gray area. There's light and dark. There's the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of... That, that's it. You belong to one right now. I don't care how moral you are, how successful you are. If you have not given your... This is why... If you, you know, this, if you have, and, you know, this, this show that I've been watching called The Chosen... Man, the other day I was watching an episode of that, Gene, and it, you could tell when, when Nicodemus came to him. Man, Nicodemus was, you understand, he was the leader of the He was one of, one of the elites in, 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 in the religious world of that day, and, and he knew who he was. He knew who Jesus was, but his religion had him so bound he couldn't let go of it. See, some of us, we get so caught up in those things. And the enemy, he will love to manipulate you into thinking that. No, what did Jesus tell Nicodemus? You must be born from above. You got to be born again, guys. And if you're listening this morning, you're watching, and you have not given your life to Jesus, I'm not asking you to be a member of Victory Life Church. I mean, that's great if God sends you here. We'd love to have you. I'm asking you to be part of God's family. You can pillow your head the night with the blessed assurance that if today were your last you, you're, you're promoted. I know a lot, of people, a lot of people have this wrong view of death. No, death is a promotion for the believer. It's graduation day, man. Yeah. I know that's hard for us. And sometimes what Paul is wanting this young minister to know is there's going to be a group of people in the church that's going to be deceived because they want to hear what they want to hear. I don't like what you said there, preacher. I didn't like that. I've had people get up and walk out on me and say, well, he's too political. See, your problem is you think that's what's going on here is politics. There's a, there's a whole different world happening, and it's not political. There is a war. This is why Paul says we, we are at war not with flesh and blood. There is a kingdom of darkness that is trying to wreak havoc in this. And, and the church, it, we're not going to take it. We're not going. No. 
Went old school there for a minute. <laughs> Let's keep going. Listen, in 2 Timothy, he's still instructing the, the young man. He says this, for a time is coming. It's here. When people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. Yeah, that's going on right now. They will follow their own desires and they will look for teachers who will tell them what they want to hear. That is the landscape of the American church today. I mean, it, church is like shopping at Amazon. Nope, nope, send it back, return. I mean, my wife, she has more returns than keeps it from Amazon. It's like nonstop, on both. I'm like, dang, girl, you ever going to keep any of that stuff you get from Amazon? <laughs> I mean, I, I, they probably have us, you know, they, they know us. But, oh, that's just Tracy, okay. <laughs> right? What, what y'all laughing at? I know some, uh-uh, y'all was... <laughs> See, guys, what we have to keep in mind, just hearing what we want to hear, that's not faith. It will never produce faith in your life. Remember, faith is this spiritual reality, this spiritual substance. Faith is evidence. Faith is the title deed. Faith is the proof of the thing we don't see. You see, what God's looking for in these last days is a little proof from his people. Show God some proof. How do I show God proof? You step out on what he said and you believe it and you don't move. Yeah, that's showing God proof. You got to get to this place though. And so heaven talks like this. What it will do in our life is not only encourage us in the room today, but tomorrow afternoon in the break room, the Holy Spirit will come up inside you and you'll know just what to say to that coworker that their life is crumbling around them and they don't know what to do. And you don't like how they're talking. And you're like, well, I'm a Christian. You shouldn't be. Stop playing that I'm a Christian card. Matter of fact, don't even, you need to go take the fish off your car. I've seen you in traffic. That's why I don't have one on mine. I, don't, I, I, know, I know a lot of people got the little arrow in the circle. I, I, I don't have any of that on my vehicle because, you know, I, I'm, I'm not good at it. All right. Keep, keep, let, let's keep going. Y'all okay? Let's go to 2 Peter. Because we're, we're, still, we're still digging deeper into this life of faith and having some understanding of who we are. Listen to Peter's words in 2 Peter chapter 3. Above all, I wonder what that means. Above all, you must, you must understand that in the last days. Now remember, this is what we're talking about, what's going on right now. The enemy and, and unbelievers are trying to keep the, the church, you know, weak and quiet. But we're not going to stay quiet. No. Above all, we must understand in the last days, scoffers will come. Huh? They will scoff and, and, and mock, and they'll follow their own evil desires, and they will say, watch this, well, where is this coming that he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on just like it. That's what they tell us all the time. Oh, you Christians, you keep talking about this, the Lord's coming back. Okay. Sit there. One day. Now, I know some of you are like, yes, when's that going to happen? Not soon enough, right? <laughs> no, we, you got you to stop thinking that way. We're still here for a reason. Because how many of you know somebody that doesn't know Jesus? Yeah, yeah, we, we all do. Right, yeah. And, and you, can't, you can't beat Jesus into them, and you can't beat hell out of them. I know you'd like to sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this. 
Ever since our ancestors died, they've all been saying this. But they deliberately forget, verse 5, that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being. And the earth was formed out of water by water. And by these waters also, the world of that time was destroyed. Now, he's talking about the, the flood. God we wiped everything off, off, off the planet except for this one group of God's people. By the same word, same word as what? Same word that spoke everything into existence. Same word that we read today. Same word. There's only one word. Same word. By the same word, the present heavens and the earth are... Now, this this is going to stretch you a little bit. They're reserved for fire. Being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. See, everything here, it's going to burn. Huh? You're not keeping it. Quit getting hung up on it. It's going to burn. Yeah. This is why our mission is to make sure everybody that we know and love and care about have the opportunity to hear the truth. Not religious opinion, truth. You with me? Truth. Y'all do know truth always wins. I'm te- listen, there is a snowball of truth coming right now for this nation. I'm telling you, be prepared. Yeah, the truth train is on the way. Now watch this. Now let's keep going. So don't forget this one thing. Don't get all in. He's, he's getting to a point here. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like a day. I did a chart one time, Paul. I wish I had that today. You think about it. Can, can I take a second? Just break this down. If this statement, you know, I, I know Peter's just kind of painting a picture here, but a thousand years is a day. Check this out, Kate. 24 hours is a thousand years. So 12 hours would be 500 years, right? Six hours, 250 years. Six hours, 250 years. Three hours, 125 years. Help me a little bit. Two, if you, uh, an hour and a half, 60. If you're 60, you only been here in God's eyes an hour and a half. If you're under 30, you're in, you in minutes. What Peter, I, I, I know it's just, it just makes you think a little bit because, see, we, we want God to, man, we want God to go. Come on, God, I'm running out of time. Are you? You're an eternal, if you're born again, you're an eternal being. God no longer sees you in your humanity because you're no longer, according to the Apostle Paul, you're a new creation. You're no longer just a human. You're born again. And that's how he sees you in your newly created self. You're one of his now. See, for every one of us that are heirs to the kingdom, you see, guys, you got to understand the Lord is not slow in keeping, verse, verse 9, the Lord's not slow in keeping his promise as some would think he is. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Everyone. See, God's patient with us. He's merciful with us. Thank God for his mercy. Whew. See, one of my favorite passages is this, all the days of my life, your life, all of them were written in his book before the first one came to be. 
Now, now that doesn't mean, according to this, this passage we just read, don't, don't try to throw some Calvinism on me. That's not what that means. Everybody's not just predestined for hell. And those that are going, they're going. Well, then why preach the gospel? If they going, you going. But that's not the case. According to this passage, our job and God is patient with us so that there's none that would perish. See, it's our responsibility to be an expression of God, being able to have conversations about the kingdom of heaven. See, a big part of the life of faith, it starts with us seeing ourselves the way God sees us. Seeing ourselves in his class. Seeing ourselves in the new John 10 kind of life, the Zoe life. I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The Amplified says, in excess to the overflow. Does your life overflow with the things of God, the blessing of God? According to, according to King David in Psalm 23, he said, my cup runneth over. Well, doesn't God know when the cup is full? I mean, come on, God. That's enough. The cup's full. No. God is an overflowing, more than enough. Yeah. See, all that he has, he's already given us. He's already given it to us. Our job is to let people see that. Romans chapter 1 says it like this. For every, ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth, seen the sky, Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. Watch this very carefully. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. See, no one, listen very carefully, no one winds up in hell on accident. No one. See, the reason faith is so vital is simply because we are created beings. We're made a specific way. And the reason he says people have no excuse is because he made every human with the ability to believe. And guess what? You do believe something right now. Whether it's in agreement with God or not, you believe something. You live within the boundaries of a belief system that you have established right now. Remember last week we talked about the, uh, you know, the people that want to argue, you know, man wrote the Bible. Remember that? Because, you know, because you're going to get, you'll, you'll get those conversations. And you know what to tell them now, don't you? Yeah, they sure did write the Bible, man. Yeah, I know that. What do you mean? Of course man wrote the Bible. See, this is the thing. Ultimately, the Bible is, is simply a written version of a living person. It's how you transfer spiritual reality to a, to a level of communication that a human can comprehend it. This is what Jesus repeatedly tried to do with his disciples. He would always, that's why he was always talking farming. Because they were an agri- agricultural group, you know, agrarian society. So he's talking farming. He said, listen, man, this is how the kingdom is. You put some corn in the ground, first a blade, then the ear, then you got some crop. That's how the kingdom works. They're like... But they still didn't believe it. The word of God has to be the foundation that we build all this on. Don't ever let the Bible be this religious book to you. Listen to 2 Timothy chapter 3. All scripture. How many would that be? What about the ones in Leviticus that that you don't like? (laughs) What about the the ones that Jesus said, love your enemy? Forgive those. Turn the other cheek. 
What about them? What about give and it'll be, what about, <laughs> right? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and written by man. Just remember that because, you know, that, that's, that, that's, that, that's that intellectual pushback. Well, man wrote the Bible. Yes, I know. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for correction, for correction, for correction, for all scripture, for instruction in righteousness. See, the thing about the Bible, what it will do for you when you take the time to sit down and shh, turn off your music, turn off your video stuff. I quit preaching my sermon, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Turn your phone off. See, I, 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 knew, I knew that this group, they're, they're, they, would, they would do it. I had to tell you. Turn your phone off and open the book. Now, I know some of you technologically savvy people, well, Reverend, I can't turn my phone off. My book is on my phone. Well, good for you. <laughs> See, that's the problem with having the digital stuff because if your Bible's on your phone... Can I meddle? Can I, is it okay if I meddle for just a minute? See, if, you, if your Bible's on your phone, as soon as you get, Jesus gone. Because you, 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 oh yeah, who, who is that? You, it's, like an, it's like a drug. Who, who, who was it? You stop. God wants you. Are y'all getting it? <laughs> yeah. All scripture, all of it is given by God. It is for reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness. Why? So that the man of God or the woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. What's going to get you to the doing the, the good works that God wants for you? Spending time in that book. Allowing it to transform your thinking. You so, yeah. I mean, I am grateful for the written word, but here, here's the thing you have to understand. According to the written word in the book of Romans... Many of you in this room, you didn't have any written word when you gave your life to Jesus. I didn't. I didn't have a Bible in my house. When I met Jesus, I didn't have a Bible. I don't know. We may have stole one from a hotel. Uh, (laughs) I was a heathen, man. Come on. (laughs) Sorry, Gideons, my bad. (laughs) I didn't know any better. (laughs) I'm, I'm not saying I did. I may have. I don't Yeah, right? <laughs> See, I didn't, ha- I didn't have any word in me. You know what I had? I had an experience with the power of the gospel. A man told me about Jesus, and it bypassed my intelligence, and it touched my soul, and I gave my life to Jesus. And then the word of God became alive to me. Come on, baby. Hey, this... This is what Paul is referring in his letter to the Corinthians. He says that people that aren't born again, they can't even comprehend the word of God. It's not a reality to them. It is actually, Paul says it like this, it's actually foolishness to them. Yeah. See, this is why Paul takes these steps that he wants to by telling us these things in his Bible. Matter of fact, he says it like this in Corinthians, that we are these living letters written by the Spirit of God. This is why James makes radical statements like this. If you can believe, or Jesus, if you can believe, if you can believe, how many of you can believe? All things are possible to him that believes. Huh? How much? See, in these last days, guys, the church, 
We need to think more like God. We need to talk more like God. You ready for this? We need to walk more like God. See, I, I think what God is looking for is a group of people that's just going to be... Now, 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 not being offensive. You understand that? You don't have to be offensive to people and tell people truth. See, this is the problem. When people go straight to being mad... You know, you know they're, they're struggling with things. They don't have truth. If anger is your first response, I, I better try this side. It, because it, it, this won't go over big. If, if anger is your first response, you are immature. Well, I, I thought it would go over it. Maybe not. If anger is your first response, then spiritually, you're immature. God doesn't want you responding this way. Here's something I want you to take home today as a believer. I want you to challenge your potential in God. You, not somebody, you challenge your potential. Be willing to step out on truth. Find out what God's saying about you. Start believing God for something big in your life. I mean, think about it, guys. We are made for the supernatural. Are you ready for this? We are made for the impossible. God just might be leading you into a battle you can't win without him. You think David without God could have done any of that? That's what he says. Look here, man. I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. Don't don't, Don't let this little petite figure fool you. And then the Bible says that he ran towards the enemy. Ran, he, Ronnie, he ran at him. See, real faith, guys, is not trying to get God to do something. I actually believe it like this. Real faith is actually enforcing a reality that God has already created. You are the people of God. You are eternal beings. When you step out and try something and you don't see an instant result, don't get all tore up because it didn't work for you. Remember, I've told you this many times. It's like my golf game. I hit one good shot out of 50. So I throw my clubs down and quit. And make no mistake, there are many times I want to, well, I have thrown my clubs. It's okay. Yeah. Right? I think golf is of the devil. (laughs) Until until you hit that good shot, then then you're you're back hooked again. Like, okay, okay, right? You play 18 holes, you get one good shot. Like, whoo, it was worth it. You had, you had to get saved like five times after that, but you know. <laughs> this is why the book of Ephesians reminds us, God, open the eyes of our heart so that I could comprehend what you've already done. There's got to be this transformation in our soul. Y- y'all, got, y'all got time for one more story? There is this cool story in the book of Joshua. Now, let me set this up for you. Because you all know Joshua was Moses' protege. Joshua was Moses' Timothy to Paul. Okay? And so he had watched him minister. He had seen the the things of God in his life. And and God actually tells Joshua, the way I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. Wow. Right? But Moses' group was told to go possess this land, and they didn't. 
They listen to the majority of the people that say, we can't do it, we can't do it, we can't do it. Joshua and Caleb, they were of that group too, and the people wanted to kill them. So, no, you need to shut your mouth. We can't take them. There's too many, too many what in the land? Giants. Obstacles. And so now Moses is gone, and now it's Joshua's time to lead the people of God into, into Jericho. And you remember they sent spies in, and the spies, they went in, and guys, does anybody know who helped the spies? Ray, what was Rahab's profession? Now, don't be using them Old Testament words. We don't, we don't, we don't call anybody a harlot today. Y- 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 y'all know what she was, right? Yeah. Would, would God use someone like that today? And not only did he use her to save them, he spoke prophetically through her and said, we have heard of the people of God and what God has done through your life, and we know that our life is over. She knew it. And so God saved her. But watch this. Chapter 6, verse 1. So it's time for them to go in and possess. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. They heard the reputation of them. They heard they were coming. None went out. None went in. Now, now back up for a second. Who lives in Jericho right now at this time? The sons of Anak, the giants, they're still there. Okay. Yeah. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, one of the first things that you've got to do, and this is where faith comes in, faith for the born again is seeing. Seeing is a believing. Faith Faith is seeing. You already see it. He said, Joshua, see. I have given you Jericho, its kings, and all its mighty men. But what did they have to do? They had to go in. They still had to go in and take it. And see, sometimes God just, I I think sometimes he just likes to mess with you. So here's my plan. What I want y'all to do is walk around the city one time and shut your mouth. See, you were okay with walking. We, we, we can walk around the city, but to shut up, and, yeah, that's, that's, that'd take a move of God right there, right? But it didn't make sense, did it? Walk around the city. I believe that's why he told them to not say anything because I'm sure after the fifth day of walking around the city, they don't see any change. They griping. We out in this hot sun. I haven't had my bread yet or my wine yet. And I'm walking around the city. When's God going to do something, man? Not to mention, look at these walls. We can't do this. Yeah. And then to top it off, don't take your sword. Shout. Shout. See, that's that's crazy talk, right? See, that's what I like. Some of y'all, we get you get a little excited. You give a you you give a shout every now and then when you get a little excited, huh? Yeah. God says shout. Yeah. And the walls came down. See, I believe that there are some of you that there are things in your life today that you're facing. And what God is looking for is just this simple little act of faith. Well, why can't God just fix it? Well, I mean, he can. But I've told you this many times, even though God has the power to do anything he wants to on this planet, he does not have the authority to do anything he wants to. 
You still, tell him, Michelle, you still got to go. We got to do. We're his body. I think I lost some of you on that statement, didn't I? Oh, no, God can do anything he wants. Can he? What about your cussing? If God can do anything, what about you not tithing? If God can do anything. I mean, if he can do anything. What about cousin Eddie that, that you know is crazy? See, that, that's, a, that's just a religious cop out that God can do anything. He has all the power, but this planet, go read your Bible. He gave it to us. The reason it's in this fallen state is because man gave it to Satan. That's why Paul calls Satan the God of this world. Yeah. But that's soon getting ready to change, isn't it, church? Yeah. We are establishing. Can I give you one more? You okay? I know some of you are hungry. I am too. I had, I had juice this morning. Let, let me tell you about my juice. You're going to love this. It's got carrots. Yeah. Carrots, celery, beets, and apples. It's my juice. Yeah. Listen, when you get 60, I know I don't look 60. That's because my youth is renewed. Right? And I'm drinking beet juice. <laughs> Right? So, so uh, what time's our reservation for lunch, babe? <laughs> no. <laughs> let, let me give you one more. See, faith, remember, the, faith is this God-inspired expectation. Right in the middle of the storm in your life, right in the middle of you not seeing the result yet, you're not moved. Having done all to stand, you're going to stand... God has changed your name from Abram to Abraham, and it's going to take 25 years for the promise to show up. And you're tore up because you, you, we have a hard time waiting 25 minutes. Yeah. Listen, listen carefully. Colossians chapter 1. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realm and on earth. Watch this. He made things we can see. What? And things you can't see. Things like thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. See, everything was created through him and for him. You got to realize something. There is a world going on, you all, right now. This is why faith is so vital for us. You've got to get to the place where when you see truth, you hear truth, you accept it as God speaking to you. Right in the middle of it not making any sense to you. You mean if I just believe in Jesus? I become this new person and I get to go to heaven? That's what I mean. It's not just what I mean. That's what Jesus means. Yeah, but what about when I'm not a good, a good person? Well, welcome to the family. Because <laughs> everybody in this room on some day is not good. If it was your goodness that got you in, then Jesus didn't have to go to the cross. Don't ever, listen to me. Don't ever discredit the power of the cross by your religious attempt at something you will never accomplish on your own. You will never. 
This is why Jesus is the almighty great hero in our life. But it starts with this simple conviction inside your heart. You believe in Jesus. On your good days, on your bad days, you believe in Jesus. You, you, and you get to the place where when you hear a sermon like this, you go back, because you're not just going to assume that I'm right, are you? You're going to go... You're going to go back and check it out for yourself, aren't you? Yes, pastor, I will. I'll go check it out. Yeah. That's why we put all these notes on you version so you can go study it out. Don't just as- never assume somebody's right. That's what's wrong with today's world. We just watch the TV, the fake news. and we're, Oh, you know what the news said? I better not ever hear that come out your mouth. I'm just going to let you know right now. Because it's going to be on. I'm going to have you in my office. Now, nah, <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. It starts with this right here. When you hear a truth and you accept it. So today, those of you in the room that the Lord led here, those of you watching me right now, yeah, that thought that's rolling around in the back of your head, that's the Lord knocking on your heart. He's like, give me a chance in your life. It's very simple. We never want to overcomplicate the things of God. We've done too much of that in our lives already. It's a simple step of faith. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he's alive, and you will be saved. So say this prayer with us today. Give the Lord a chance in your life. Family, let's all help them. Lord Jesus, come into my life and make me new. And from this day forward, Jesus is my Lord. Heaven is my home. Now I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, here's the deal. If you said the prayer, you're in the room, stop by our information desk. We've got some information for you, a little packet to help you in your journey of faith. For those of you listening and watching, you got to tell somebody, man. Let them know you just gave your life to Jesus. Be, be crazy bold about it, too. Don't, worry, don't, don't be ashamed. Tell them. Go outside on your porch and yell it. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but here's the thing. As you begin to discover this, guys, our job is to help people navigate this life. One day at a time, one decision at a time. Now, here's the thing for the rest of you. Y'all know what's waiting outside those four walls, right? Come on, tell me. What is it? Opportunity. So let today be the day that you use a little faith. Don't say, well, let's call the preacher. No, no, no. no, You. You step out and and begin to share. Okay. Let me pray for you. Y'all ready for this? Now, I'm going to pray for you. All right? Father, in the name of Jesus, for everyone in this room, for those watching, my prayer today is this. Not only do you give them the boldness to step out in faith, but today, Lord, let opportunities arise in their life that will challenge them to step out and discover who you've called them to be. In your name, Jesus, amen. God bless you all. We love you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much.